Okay, so we're starting daft tests all the way back at the Mishnah on Chesem and Beis. Now, along is Siddhis the Gaddafte. So we'll try to get through the first part. There's going to be a little bit what to speak out, and, and then we'll move on. Um, try to move through the rest pretty quickly. So, Zak the Mishnah. Ain noisin noshin b'mayid. You're not allowed to marry, you're not allowed to get married b'mayid. On Yantif, loy besulis veloy almanos. We'll have to see the reason why. Not besulis nor almanos, loy biyamin. You can't do yuvnesha simcha hila. It's a simcha. Okay, we're going to address that right away in the Gemara. Aval machsu is krushasai. So we see the, the problem with getting married in Yantif, it's a simcha. However, one can be machsu your grusha. Rashi says, the ain't a simcha kokach. It's not just a simcha. So we see it's a simcha issue. Not such a big deal when you're machsu your grushasai. Okay, veloisa isha. We'll get to later in the daf that a woman is allowed to put on whatever sort of makeup that you should not put plaster on. You, should, you shouldn't use plaster. Okay, so the way plaster works is that you know it it, it will it's like a depilatory depilatory. It will, it will remove the hair. It will move things like that. But it causes so eventually the woman's happy with it. But at the beginning it causes splotches. It's painful things like that. So Rashi says here. That it's a mitzta'eres, it's a tsar for her anyantif, so therefore a woman, she can use whatever makeups, but makeup she wants, but don't use sid. A hedyot, a regular person, okay, a regular person can sew kedarka, teifer kedarka, but a woman machlev, and woman has to do a special, you know, a stitch, because that's, it's more of an issue. We can have Maisa Omen, we've discussed before, we'll get, we won't get into that today, but we'll discuss that in tomorrow's daf. Masagernes and Mitais. You can arrange or weave the beds, or that you can only tighten the beds, you cannot weave them. We'll get into that Machlekes as well tomorrow. So now, Zak the Gemara, first din. Can't get married on Yontiv. So So what's the problem? I don't understand. And Rashi points out, Why can't you get married? Isn't Simcha a good thing? Get married on Yontiv. So we're going to have four reasons. Why? We cannot mix simchas. That's reason number one. So it's not a din of mixing simchas, but rather it's you are setting aside the simchas haregel, the isik besimchas ishtai. Okay? You are dealing with the simchas ishtai getting married and not the regel. You're kind of kicking the, the regel to the side. That's the problem. By the way, this din, Rav Huna de Rav Hu. This is din, this is really Rav as well. How do we know that you cannot marry Nashim Amayid? Shenamar as the pasuk says, So what should you be happy with on Yantif? Okay, with the Yantif and not with your wife. Okay, and Tosis points out, Iker Drashi Veloyasmachta. It's not an asmachta. This is real. This is real. This is real. You need to have simchas yantif, not, okay, it can't be overshadowed by the simcha of your wife. Ula Amar, So he has a third reason that it's a tircha issue. You're going to be busy, busy b'mayed, and you're not going to be able to have simcha b'mayed because you're going to be busy trying to arrange a wedding. So this is a fourth reason. But the problem is, which means that what's going to happen like this? People are going to make a cheshmer like this. I have to eat, invite everybody over for a suda anyways on Yantif. I have to invite everybody for a suda wedding. Why don't I double it up? Okay? And therefore, I'll wait for the wedding <coughs> to be at Yantif time. And then it's going to be Mavato Perivirivya because I'm pushing off getting married, having children, I'm pushing off weddings until it's Yantif. It's a more convenient time. So, okay. So we have essentially four reasons here, 
Okay, again, it's Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha. It's because you can't overshadow the Simcha's Regel. You have to be B'Samachta B'Chagecha V'loi B'Ishtacha. You have Tircha and you have Betel Perivirivya. So a couple things to speak out. If you look at the first two reasons of Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha versus V'Samachta B'Chagecha V'loi B'Ishtacha, so you have a Nafkamina, right? What's, what would be the practical Nafkamina? If it's just a question of V'Samachta B'Chagecha V'loi B'Ishtacha, so then the only problem is getting specifically getting married on Yantif. That really, Eruv Simchas isn't a problem, right? It's, this is dip, different din, this is a different din. And the only conflict would be a wedding and Yantif. So if so, then two weddings at the same time to, you know, to double up a wedding wouldn't be a problem. It's only um, For example, okay? Um, so um, now... If the problem is Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha, so then theoretically any two Simchas would be a problem. Two weddings, two anything. Nothing to do. It's not a Yantif versus wedding issue. And Toysus points this out. Toysus says, if so, so how do you deal with the fact, how do you deal with the fact that, um, what about a bris milah falling out of Yantif? So that's a Simcha. So Tyson says two different reasons. He says, number one, and this is where we're going to get practical, but he says, number one, Sudas bris mila is simcha. It's not considered a simcha. We don't make a bracha simcha. Why? Tyson says, the bottom Tyson in the middle, because it's tsar for the baby, so it's not considered a real simcha, and therefore, no problem of bris mila. On Yontif, we don't have a problem of Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha. And number two, he says, Inami Kimen Shizmana Kavua Ein Levato Zebi So he seems to be saying that this whole thing of Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha is only would only apply when would only apply when um, the Simcha is arbitrary. The timing of the Simcha is arbitrary. Then you can't do it. So then he says, I. What about Pidyon Aben? If so, Pidyon Aben, right? You don't have this reason of Tsarli Yanuka that it's not a real Simcha, so it should be a real Simcha. So he says, Pidyon Aben. He says, and then he says at the end, So he says, it's not such a simcha, it's not like a nisuin, and therefore it doesn't rank enough to cancel out. And based on this, and so too, this is how the Shochanarach Paskins it, you would have a bris, both a bris and pidyan aben. Um, but he adds to it, and we see this is a siyum, that a person is allowed to make a siyum on Yontif, and a bar mitzvah, and a Chanukah Sabayis, that all these things or don't reach the category of simcha enough to be ma'arvin simcha v'simcha. And we see this as practical enough. I mean, how can we have simcha's Torah on, on Yontif? How do we have ma'arvin simcha's Torah on Yontif? And they say that we see from here, though some of that chrenim learning, we see from here that there's no problem making a siyam on Yontif. What's simcha's Torah? It's a siyam on the Torah. So you're making a siyam, no problem, siyam asechta or siyam Torah on, on Yontif. Okay, so again, if on the side it's Ein Ma'arvin Simcha V'Simcha, you would have a, you could or would have a problem having two weddings, okay, let's say two siblings or something like that, making, you know, if you have twins, just marry them off at the same time, that seems to be, would be a problem of Ma'arvin Simcha V'Simcha. Now, um, what's interesting is Tesis um, in Ksuvus points out, he says that it's mutter to get married but not have, we're going to see this soon, what's the Iker, what's the Iker Simcha? The Iker Simcha is the Suda, the Mishnah, we're going to get into this in a little bit. So therefore he says that um, it would be mutter to go ahead, Tesis and Ksuba says it would be mutter to go ahead and get married without having a suda, okay? Because again, it's not such a simcha that would, per, that would be usr. We see that there's a bar of simcha. In order to be ma'ar and simcha, we have a problem on Yantif, it has to be a, a certain level of simcha. And without the mishta, it's not that much of a simcha. However, the Rambam 
interestingly, brings, seems to allude to both these reasons. He says, Ein noisen nashim b'mayed. Why? So that seems to be the reason of So don't, right, don't forget, don't forget it's Yantif, so don't get married. But then he says, he says, you could do Erisin, but you can't have a Sudas Erisin. He says, So he seems to be bringing both reasons. So the reason not to get married is because we, 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 and yet he also says you can't have a suda for Erisin because so the way they answer this is that um, that according to everybody we're going to see this soon we're going to learn where are we going to learn from Shleim HaMelech the Beis HaMikdash we're going to see the Chanukah Beis HaMikdash that's where we're going to that's where we're going to come into it so therefore everybody learns from there nobody's arguing on that concept that we see that is definitely real However, that only tells you if there's a mishta. But the Rambam would hold that the Nisuin, not like we said in Tesis, that the Nisuin itself would be a problem on Yantif. So he, the Rambam seems to be saying that prevents the marriage, the marriage, uh, you know, the, 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 the chuppah, the Nisuin from occurring. That's a problem. And then the mishta is a separate issue of Ein Ma'arim Simcha B'Simcha, and they're both. And in fact, um, there are some Rafarshim that explain that we said there's four reasons why you're not allowed to get married, Right? Because of Tircha. Okay, so that takes away from the Simcha. And because there are some that say that, that these four, they're not, they're not arguing. These Amarayim are not arguing. That there are certain cases where all four would be true. Certain cases, let's say if somebody was already, already had children, for instance. So let's say it's a Basula, right? If, you have, if it's a Basula, marrying a Basula, first time, guy never had children, all that, then you would have all four could be a problem. If, if, the guy already had children, so you don't have the periphery issue. But they're saying that it's not necessarily machlokes. There are some that say, and we see this concept in the Ramam as well that he's layering, that he's saying that both could apply based on the situation, or either could apply. Um, okay, so that's just a little bit. This is obviously a packed sugya um, in regards to um, getting married or ma'arv and simcha b'simcha. Really comes into, but. Um, just a, a little bit. So let's move on over here. So now, Mesve, last line of Chesem and Beis, Mesve, Kol Elusha Amrasa and Lisa Mamayed. Any of these things we said, meaning when we said it's Oster to get married, Bemayed. Okay. Uh, I just want to point out one other thing, sorry, before I go on. That Taisus said that it's Mashma, that what's the problem with Ma'arvin Simcha Simcha? It's Enois and Mitzvahs Chavilus Chavilus, like we had in Brachas. You can't pack on, right? Do Mitzvahs in bundles. And he seems to be saying that the Simcha would be a Mitzvah issue. I just thought that that was interesting. Um, he says, V'tam nira kitzas de kemoy she'ein oisin mitzvahs chavilis. Di'bi'inin she'ei li'boi panu le'mitzvah achas. So you have to be focused on one mitzvah. Okay, anyways. Meisvei, kol elu shamri, these four reasons, asur and lisa b'mayed, mutar and lisa erev haregel. So I'm going to ask Akasha. So we're saying, yeah, you can't get married on the yontif itself for any one of these four reasons. However, you could get married erev haregel. Kasha l'kulu. Now this is shver. Rashi points out, well, guess what comes along with a wedding? Sheva brachas. So you're allowed to get married on Erev Yontif, and therefore now your Sheva brachas will all occur throughout Yontif, and you're going to have all four of these reasons. You have to repair Suda Tircha. You have Betel Perev Rivia, you're going to try to align a line, okay? So Kasha Lukulu. So the Gemara says, Loi Kasha. No, we can answer that. Laman, Mishum Simcha. So either, either one of Simcha, Vesamachta, Bechagacha, Balebi Ishtacha, or Eva Marv, Simcha, Simcha, the same answer would apply. Iker Simcha Chad Yoimahu. The Iker Simcha is only the one day, meaning Erev, you, you, your whole kasha was based on a premise that you have, that you have um, 
You have Sheva Brachas, so you have the seven days of... You're right, but the Iker Simcha that is a problem that reaches the bar of the one that would present the problem would only be the first one, and therefore you could get married. Okay? Um, again, you know, nobody puts as much effort into the Sheva Brachas as they do for the, for the, for the wedding, uh, you know, for, for the wedding Mishta, for the, for the wedding meal. Suda. So this is an interesting answer. So he's saying like this, that a person is not going to nail down a specific wedding date. We, of course, do, but uh, a, a specific wedding date. And therefore, the problem is, if something occurs, right, if he has no leeway, right, something occurs, Erev Yantif, well, he can't get married on Yantif, so a person's not going to go ahead and plan a wedding for Erev Yantif, because if something should go wrong, he's got no backup plan. He can't make a wedding on the seven days of Yantif, so a person's not going to try to be machavin for that one day. And therefore, um, and therefore, a person's not going to go ahead and push, I'm not going to push up a wedding three months because it's more convenient to do a Yantif time uh, on the smach that I'll have that one day of Arab Yantif so that I can double up the other, uh, you know, the other meals the, because I'm playing with fire. If I can't get married that day, now I can't get married for another week and um, you can't plan the exact day. Okay, now, so let's, uh, just one, I just want to point out one thing over here, that in regards to this, practically speaking, the Shulchan Aruch says that it's mutter to get married, Erev Yantif, and to make the Suda on Yantif. Okay, because the Mishnah Bura says, not like we saw, uh, not like we learned in, in the Ram a little bit, the Mishnah Bura says that she'ein ikar asimcha el atchilas nisun. He says that it's only the beginning. That's the ikar, like the wedding, when everyone comes, the, the wedding part is the ikar simcha. Therefore, you could get married, Erev Yantif, I, I never heard, I mean, in Eretz Yisrael, like they get married on Friday. So obviously Shabbos, you don't have this issue. It's not Yantif, but I, I, I've never heard that they, 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 do, they do have, it is somewhat normal to have a chas on a Friday morning, and then they have the suda, is the Shabbos suda, they're ma'ar of that. I haven't seen them do it with Yantif, but it seems like, according to the Mishnah you could do it. Okay, however, he brings down to the Mangan Avram, says it's us or some other achreinim that uh, basically say only, you should only rely on a b'sha's hadchak. Is when you should, uh, you know, use this use this cool of getting married. Okay, now. I think the notion of applies reason of Okay, yeah. Okay, but the ain So how do we know this concept that you're not ma'ar of simchas? You don't. The pasuk says that this is again upon the completion of the beis hamikdash as hachag. So when did it occur? The completion of the beis hamikdash occurred in Tishrei. So everybody came with Hashem So we had two seven day, two seven day feasts, two seven day parties. which is fourteen days. Now, basically, what we're saying is like this: they finished seven days before Sukkot, so they had seven days of Hanukkah Habayis, and then it was followed by seven days of Yantif. So we see they didn't double it up. Now, because if you could double up and, and just celebrate both at the same time, they should have waited on the construction of the base of Mikdash until finished, complete the construction, Erev Yantif. And then just have the seven days of Chag and also make it a Chanukah Habayis for the base of Mikdash. So the Gemara says, one second. You can't, maybe you just can't push off the construction. So you're right, over there, we're not going to push off construction of the Beis HaMikdash. Only over there, where it was complete, where we can't push it off. So then, then, right, but if it would have taka occurred on Yantif, maybe we would be Ma'ar Simcha B'Simcha. So maybe this, we're trying to learn from here, Ma'ar Simcha Simcha, maybe it's 
Oh, the only reason not Marvin was because we can't push off the construction of the Beis HaMikdash and it happened to have been done the seven days, seven days, it happened to be completed seven days before Sukkot. So that's why we did it then. And then we don't have a raya that in Marvin Simcha Simcha. So the Gemara says, they should, have, they should have just dragged out the construction a little. So the Gemara says, again, it seems to be a little repetitive here, but maybe Beis HaMikdash, what, you should have just delayed the construction? No, you don't make delays of the Beis HaMikdash. The Gemara says, no, so this is the part that they would have on the top the Amakalya Urv, we've had this before, is a part on top of the binyan, on top of the structure, so that birds don't come and rest. And, uh, right, so they would have this, uh, like, a metal thing with, like, spikes, so the birds wouldn't settle there. So we're saying it's fine. The Iker binyan, complete as it's necessary, but the final touches, wait, wait, push off a week, and then they could have, instead of having seven days of of Chalukah Sabayis and seven days of Yantif, you could have mixed the two. So the Gemara says again, Amakalya Erev Tzarech Binyan Abayasu. No, it's just, you can't, it's a Tzarech of the Binyan. And therefore, when it was ready to go, it was ready to go. And, if, and therefore, the fact that they made two separate Yom Tavim is because they were ready at two separate times. The Binyan based on was before, and, and Sukkot was when Sukkot was. Ella, so the Gemara says, no, we're going to learn it from the wording of the Pasuk. Ella mean the Kra. From the extra words in the pasuk, Mikti Chseva Baser Yoyim. We already said that they made, they, right? They had a yontif for fourteen days. Shivas Yamim, Shivas Yamim Lamali. Why do I need to say seven days and seven days? Shmami Nahani Luchad Vahani Luchad. The pasuk is making a specific point by saying that in the times of Shlaima, they had fourteen days, seven days, and seven days to say that it's supposed to be two separate simchas. Amar, now let's go into this a little. Amar Parnach, Amar Yechinan. Okay, so that is the Makar we learned from Shalom Melch in Maravit Simcha Simcha. Amar Parnach. Amar Yechinan, Oysa Shano, Layasu Yisrael, Asiyam Kippurim. So now, if you, if you calculate the days back, if they made a party for seven days of Yantar, for seven days before, so then there was no Yom Kippur. They were partying. Okay, but all you die again. And they were very nervous. They, they were Vatal Yom Kippur. Okay, so maybe we're going to be in trouble. We're going to get destroyed because we, we skipped out on Yom Kippur. Don't worry, you're all going to Alam Haba. My Darish. So what was, right, what, what was the Havamina to go ahead? What was the Drusha to say that you should be Mavatal Yom Kippurim? So Amru Kavachaymer, we're going to Kavachaymer from Mishkan. Uma Mishkan, if you look at the Mishkan, She'en Kedusha Soi Kedusha That the Mishkan itself was only a temporary structure. For Karben Yachid Deich Shabbos, we're referring to the Karben Nisim. So we know for the first 12 days, each Nasi brought a Karben. That's a Karben Yachid. Okay, not a Karben Chiv, that's a Karben Yachid. And we brought a Karben Yachid on Shabbos, because it went for the first 12 days, so there had to be at least one Shabbos day, okay, for the Chanukas HaMishkan. So over there, right, the Isra Skila, so again, Karben Yachad Deicha Shabbos, the Isra Skila, and, and the Karben of the Siyam was Deicha Shabbos, which is an Isra Skila. Bringing a Karben Yachid is an Isra Skila on Shabbos. And it was only for the Mishkan. So Mikdash, so Kavachim, the base of Mikdash, the Kedushas, Kedushas, that it's the Kedushas, Kedushas, the Karben Sibor. And the carbon, right? What they brought during the Chanukas Habayas were carbonate Tzibar Rashi says. The Yom Kippurim, and all they were doing was bringing it on Yom Kippur, the Anush Karas, like Kol Shekane. So, of course, the whole, whole worst case scenario with Mavatol Yom Kippur is Anush Karas. We'll get to your questions in a second. Okay, so if they had such a good Kalvachimer that if by the Mishkan we're pushing off Shabbos for sure, for. Uh, um, Chanukah's Habayi, so the base of Mikdash, we should push off Yom Kippur. So then what were they so nervous about? So the Gemara says, Ah, Hasam Tzarech Gavaya. Because there, they needed to bring Karbana. So it was a Tzarech Gavaya that was for initiation. Hacha Tzarech Hegit. What were they doing over here? They were making a party. 
Okay, so hachanami me avid li avid. So I, why didn't they talk, go ahead and just bring the karbanas? Meaning, bring the karbanas that you have to bring the karbanas tibur and all that. But mechel v'nichlu v'lay nitlishtu. So don't eat and drink. So the Gemara says, ain't simcha No, that's not considered simcha. Just doing the procession without having the simcha doesn't count. And therefore, in order to properly celebrate the Chumukah Zabayis, they had to have a mishta, a feast. And therefore, they had to be mavato yom kippur. Now, umishkan, how do we know? Umishkan, the dachi Shabbos menolon. Mechitesi, right? We said that they had a kalvachimer. How do we know that the mishkan was dachi Shabbos? Either maybe the chesivit says, biyam erishan, biyam right? We count the days. Biyam erishan, day one, two, three, four, five. So maybe. Dilma Shvi Lakarbanos. Maybe we talk a skip Shabbos and we just meant on the day seven that we were, do, that we were bringing the Karbanos. So maybe they just skipped Shabbos. They didn't bring the Karban Nasi on Shabbos. They skipped to the next day. Seventh didn't mean Shabbos. Seven mean day seven of the Chanukas Hamishkan. So Amram Nachmar Yitzchak Amar You want to know why? Because if you look at the Pasuk, it says, Biyem Ashtay Asar Yoyim. We have extra Yitur. It says, Biyem Ashtay Asar Yoyim. Ma Yoyim Kuloi Ratzof. What is it coming to tell me that the days? Had to be in order. from all eleven days. So the Gemara says Adilma Yamim And again, maybe it means the day that was right. So the Gemara says Ksiv It says both by the eleventh and the twelfth day. That's coming to tell us something. What is it coming to tell? Us? Both the eleventh and the twelfth day were in order. They were all in order, and we didn't pause for a day, meaning for Shabbos. So we see that they brought the carbon and see him on Shabbos. Okay. Um, even though that was an Isra Skila for the Chanukah Hamishkan, so Kav Um Now, like we said, both Psukim. We learned from the fact that it's both Psukim. Okay, Umikdash to Dechi Yemeki Parmenal. And how do we know that? Um, that the the base the the Chanukas Ha Mikdash Abayis would be Dechi Yemekipar Ilam Mitachsev Arba Asar, right? So maybe it says Arba Asar Yom fourteen days with Dilma Yom Maruuyin. Okay, so. Maybe it's, again, only days that are Rai and Lamishta, meaning, and they just skipped over. How do we know? It was when we said they did seven days and seven days, 14 days, maybe they just skipped in the count Yom Kippur. They kept Yom Kippur. They paused for Yom Kippur and continued going. So again, Gamar Yom Yom Hasam. We're going to learn Yom Yom from the Nasim. Just like by Nasim, we learned it out from the two psukim of Yom Ashtayas Yom Yom Asar Yom. Why do I need two psukim to tell me that it's Ritzufim? Must be that no, they didn't skip any days. So too, over here, by the, by the Simcha of Shlema, by the Binyan Beis, by the Simchas, uh, by the Chanukah Zabayis of Shlema, Amelech, they didn't skip any days. Now, Yatsasa, so what happened? You're all going to Olam Haba. How do we know that they were forgiven, that they got Mechila? That we learned the Pasuk. If you look in the Pasuk afterwards, it says, what happened on the eighth day? Shalach HaSa'am sent the people, it was after Yantif, that they went ahead, and we're going to get back into this in a moment, but the eighth day of Yantif, they went ahead and gave Shlomo Amelech, they were preparing to leave. So they gave Shlomo Amelech a bracha, they went back home, smechim, the toiv leiv, happy, then all the toiva that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for David and for Kla Yisrael. So let's dash in this Pasuk, what does that mean? They went to their tents, meaning back home, and they found their women, their wives, we'll see why it's relevant in a second, they were happy, they had a real simcha, they enjoyed the ziv, they feasted on the Ziv Ashkina, the Toyve Leiv, just coming off of a 14 day celebration with a Kaddish Baruch, the Toyve Leiv, Shikolecha Vecha Nisabra Ishta Ben Zahar. Okay, so their wives were Tara, that each one had a Ben Zahar. 
I'll call it Toiva. So again, they were happy on all the Toiva. Watch it. So what's not called Toiva? That, the fact that they were in Vatal Yom Kippur and they were happy that because the Baskal came and said, don't worry, you guys are good. So that, they were happy. Okay, they were happy and they were happy. Now, I understand why the Yisrael Amai was happy. You know, what, what was the toiva that he did for Yisrael Amai that he was moichel them for being mavato yom kippur? The achel lohu alav yom kippurim. El David Avdei. Why do we? Why are we saying that they were so they were so happy and so good with Akol Atav? Asher also L'David Avdei. Well, L'David Avdei Maihi. What is that? So Rabbi Yudam Arab B'Shash Shabiki Shloim Al Hachnas Aron LeMikdash. Famous story when Shloim Amelach wanted to bring the Aron in. Dov Kusharim Zevazet. The gates of the base of Mikdash stuck together. They wouldn't open. Amar Shloim Esrim Arba Renanus. He said twenty four Renanus Loi Nana, and it didn't work. Pasach va'amar. So then he said, "Sushar mashechem." But loy nana didn't work. Right, the doors wouldn't open. Kivan chamar. Hashem elokim al tashe pinei mishichecha. Zachra lechazde David avdecha. So when we invoked, when Shlomo Melech invoked David's name, miyan nana. Okay, then it worked. Okay, the doors opened. They were able to bring the Aaron in. But guess what happened? Napchu pinei soyne David. All David's haters, the people that hated him, that said that he was a bad guy because of the Ava and Basheva. So they. David was vindicated because Shulei Kedera, their faces turned black like the bottoms of the pot. Everybody knew that that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was Meichel, just like he was Meichel Yisrael Amai for Yom Kippur. He was Meichel David Avdai. Okay, and therefore all those people who were the David naysayers saying he wasn't he, he wasn't right, bad guy. So they um, David was vindicated, and that is part of the simcha that Klai Yisrael had. Now, Rabbi Yehuda ben Masai, Rabbi Yehuda ben Gerim, Tano Parshas Nedarim. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Masai and Rabbi Yehuda ben Gerim were learning. They were learning the Sechem Nedarim. Be Rishim Bayechai at Rishim Bayechai's house. So we're going to learn from here because we said that what happened on the eighth day. The eighth day. What was the first thing that Klai Yisrael said goodbye to Shlomo Hamelch when they were leaving after the fourteen days, the eighth day of Yantiv. Okay, so now we have the story here. These Rabbanon were learning Nidarim by Rishim by Yechai. Ifter minei beorta. So they said goodbye to Rishim by Yechai at night. Litzafra hadar become iftari. Then they ate breakfast. They were still there in the morning. They said goodbye to him again in the morning. Amar lohu. So he said Rishim by Yechai said to him, "Vlav ifter minei beorta." You already said goodbye last night. Okay, you took permission to leave. Now again, they were Talmidim Eitzel already. The Talmud needs to take permission to leave his Rebbe. So we're saying is, you said your goodbye. You took permission. We already said our goodbyes last night. So the fact that you're still having breakfast, so just leave. So uh, Amr, Amr, they told him that you taught us that if you end up staying over, that if a Talmud says ask permission to leave, but he ends up staying, you gotta say you gotta say goodbye again. You gotta t- you you got you have to get permission again. Shneimar, where do we see this from? Um, on the eighth day, which is the twenty-second day of Tishrei, and then what does it say afterwards? Turns out they didn't end up leaving. And on the 23rd of, of Tishrei, Shalach HaSha'am, El Mikan, so again, they said goodbye to Shlomo Melech again. Mikan, L'Talman, after Mirabai, B'Lam Do'Yisayir, Tzarech Lifat, Rimeno, Pamacheres. Okay, so we see that if you say goodbye, but then you end up staying overnight, you have to go ahead and say goodbye again. Now, by the way, the Ramah Paskins, this as a din. However, he says that if you said goodbye at night, knowing that you're still going to see each other in the morning, Okay, you just want the more formal goodbye suda, you know, the two-hour suda sapreda at night. But of course, in the morning, it's a little, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay. Huh? No, well, I'm saying in the morning, it's like you, you, everyone's going to be rushed. You can have a rushed goodbye, so you say goodbye at night. You don't have to go ahead just by staying over noon in the morning. Can't, uh, okay, can't think of the word. All right, anyway, so... 
in the meantime, off of the story, so Rav Shem said to his son, Amalei Lebrei, B'nei Adam Alalu Anashim Shotsura, by the way, these guys, they're good guys, Hain. Zilgabeim Delivarach, go, when you're in the area, go visit them to get a bracha from these, this is Rabbi Yechanan Baram Asai, Rabbi Yudah Ben Geirim. So, Raman Kraidali. So, Rishim Bayechai, as it happens, his son, Rishim Bayechai's son, came, he, he came to these two Rabbanim to get a bracha, to Karamu Kraidali. They were, they were, they were being Saiser Psukim. So, meaning what? One Pasuk says, Siv, Pelas, Magal, Ragal, Chavachodre, Chacha, Yikoinu. That you should, and this has to do with mitzvahs, that every mitzvah that comes to your Okay, you should be ma'ayin in the mitzvah and the opportunity, see what other mitzvahs you have and do the biggest mitzvah. So look, when you have two mitzvahs, figure out, that's what one Pasuk says, And then the other Pasuk seems to be saying that any mitzvah that comes to your end, do. Don't be ma'ayin. Don't start to consider, should I do the bigger one or the smaller one? Whatever mitzvah comes, do it. Okay, don't think about it. So like Kasha, we said, and again, they were, they were, being, uh, they were asking steers on these psukim, so they said like Kasha, Khan mitzvah it depends. If the mitzvah could be done on Yedei then you yourself do the bigger one and let the smaller one be done on Yedei Okay, if you're unable to do it, so then you go ahead and go ahead and do the mitzvah. It says, Yikra himi peninim, that Torah is more precious than pearls. Okay, that and 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 shetibatel However, even though it is so, learning Torah is so is more precious than pearls. Still, um, that you should be mavatel. Right? It's so. I'm sorry. Your whatever you have to do, your personal stuff lo yishavuba. Don't um, uh, be mavatel. Whatever you have to do. Whatever you want to do, be mavato to learn Torah because it's so precious. Ha chafte shamayim yishavuba. So, but what's the diak? Only chafatzecha lo yishavuba. But chafte shmai if you have a mitzvah. So then you should be mavato talmud Torah to do the mitzvah. I want to talk about this for a second over here. Uchsev, what does it say? Kol chafatzecha, kol chafetzim lo yishuba. Dafilu chafte shmai. Then we have another. Part. So one pasuk says only, only your own chafetzim you should be mavato for talmud Torah. But mitzvahs don't be mavato, meaning do the mitzvah and, and, and be mavato Torah. And another passage says, Kol lo yishavuba, tafilu lo yishavuba. So how are we going to answer that? If in the, here, in the first passage, it's saying only your personal ones, you should be mavato. But it sounds like mitzvahs don't be mavato Tama Torah. For now we're saying be mavato Tama Torah. Um, um, I'm sorry. Then it says, Kol lo yishavuba, tafilu lo yishavuba, that don't be mavato Tama Torah for any mitzvahs. Okay. So, the Gemara answers, again, it depends. If the mitzvah could be done, then continue learning, let somebody else do the mitzvah. If the mitzvah can't be done, then you mevatel Talmud Torah. So, but the question is like this. <coughs> the question is like this. And, and Tosus points out, he says, mitzvah that mitzvah beats Talmud Torah, who is for mitzvahs. So for Kriya Shema and to, and to Davin, we said he shouldn't be mavatol Talmud Torah, but for mitzvahs, so we see mitzvahs are mavatol Talmud Torah. So how do we understand why if we say Talmud Torah connected Kulam, so how do you reconcile the two? Why are we mavatol? So, a couple of answers are given. That number one, just like there's built in, yes, there's a chiv tamatara. That's an overarching chiv. However, but let's say for instance, from mezaynes, person has for parnasa, person has to work. So there's no chiv. We don't say that it's not considered bittel tamatara. No. What is what does tamatara mean? That it's an it overlays it. So yeah, you're right. When you have to work, you deal with work. 
that there's no chi of tamatera then. When you're not working, then you have a chi of tamatera. So, so too, mitzvahs work the same way. That when there's a chi of mitzvah, what we're saying is, tamatera connected kulam and learn Torah. You have a mitzvah to always be learning Torah when there's no specific mitzvah that you're presented with. But when you have a mitzvah that you're presented with, then you don't have a choice. And in fact, that Chorina brings this down, the Rebbe brings this down, the Kavichurim, that just like there's no similar idea, just like there's no mitzvah's Talmud Torah when a person, for instance, is dealing with Parnasa, so too, it's only during your free time, so too, a Kiyama mitzvahs are considered Tzarchei Adam. They're considered things that are necessary for you, just like Mizaynas, and to put a Parnasa, to put food on your table for your family is necessary. So too mitzvahs are, because it's a Tzarech of the Neshama. Okay, and therefore, when you have mitzvahs, there is no chi of Torah at all. Okay, and others learn it just a little bit differently. They say that haloy made ve'enim that it's mikayach, the fact that what's the purpose in learning? The purpose in learning is to do the mitzvahs. Somebody who learns and doesn't do the mitzvahs is noyach nivra. So since the point is, so one is saying that we put mitzvahs on the same category or similar category to things you have to do, Mizainus. And the other answer is that, no, the whole purpose of learning is to do. So when a mitzvah comes to your hands, you have to do the mitzvah because that's the purpose, that's the kiyom of the learning of the Torah. And that is two different ways to understand why we are mevato learning for doing mitzvahs. Okay, let's move on very quickly. Amrulah, Amrulay. So, fast forward. So they were, they were right? So the, the son of Roshim Bayechai came to visit these two Tamitachachamim. They were asking steers. They answered the steers. Now they finally looked up and they noticed Roshim Bayechai's son there. So Amrulay, my bias hacha. What are you doing here? So Amrulay said, Amrulay, Abba, my, my tati told me, Zil gabayu delivarach. The Maitati told me to come to you for a bracha. Rava. So this is the bracha they gave him. Rava the tiz You should plant, but not, but not harvest. Okay, you should bring in, meaning it sounds like schaira. Bring your schaira to the market. Okay, don't take anything home. Okay, you won't sell it. It won't work. Tepuk or tepuk tile. Same idea that um, you'll, you'll, you'll bring your schaira in but you're not going to be able to turn it. Okay, it sounds like a curse. Let your house be destroyed. And you should live in a hotel your whole life. Your table should be all messed up. You should have a messy table. You shouldn't see the new year. Okay, so quite a bracha they gave him. So, so Roshim Yechai's son comes home and he says, Amrleh, he says, Tati, what were you doing to me? Let me buy a divruche lebarchinon, the birchan, that they didn't give me a bracha, but Tzuritz or Aaron, they're giving me a, a it sounds like a kala. So I'm relay my amrulach. So Roshim Ayyachai said, Tell me, tell me, son, what did they tell you? So Hachi Vahachi Amruli, he said, he relayed over what, what the bracha they gave. So I'm relay Hanach. He said, Don't worry, Kulu Berchasanin, they're all brachas. Tiz Rabbele Tichzad, that you should plant and not harvest. What does that mean? It means toilet banim vilayamusu. It means that you should have children and they won't die. Don't harvest, right? Don't bring them in. Have children, never have to bring them in. Again, you should bring in a daughter-in-law. Again, bring in a daughter-in-law, but don't take anything out because we want your, if your son lives, your daughter-in-law will never have to leave your house. But if your son dies, then you have to send your daughter-in-law away. She'll want to go get married, remarried. So that you would have in the need to send your daughter-in-law out. What does that mean? Bring in and don't bring out. Uh, Bring out, but not in. Toilet bansa, so that's the opposite. Have daughters, bring, send them out from your house. Never have a reason to bring them back home. 
Right, so that their husbands should not, your son-in-law shouldn't die, so that the daughters need to come back home. Lichrov Besach. So why did he give them the bracha? What is it? Your your house should be destroyed. Velesa Vashpizach, you should live in a hotel. So what does that mean? The Hayalma Ushpizach. No, what we're saying is let your kever, Besach means your kever. Let your kever, your grave, be destroyed, meaning you should live a long life. Stay in the Ushpizach, which is a reference to what we're all Ushpizin. In Eil Mazeh, that's considered like a hotel. It's all temporary. What we're saying is live a longer life. Okay? And, right, Eil Mazeh is the bias. So what we're saying is, So we see that the bias is a din of a kever. And we're saying is your bias, your kever should be destroyed so that you should stay in the hotel, meaning in Eil Mazeh, for a long time. Levalam p'surach, that your table should get messed up. What does that mean? Okay, you have a lot of sons and daughters, and therefore your house will be messy, but it's really a bracha. You won't see a new year. What does that mean? So that your wife doesn't die. What that's saying is, not don't live the new year. It means you should never have to have a new Shana Rishayna. Because you're going to have to get remarried, so it's, it's a bracha. Now, the way that Mepharshim explained here, that the reason, the, why did they give him such a cryptic bracha? Because Rishim Bayechai, these two Tamidim knew he was the son of Rishim Bayechai. They knew that his father, they knew, they knew what was going to happen. So they said like this, either if we give him a straight up bracha, so we give him the bracha, he goes home, it's done. But really, Rishim Bayechai is, we saw, he's, he's, he tell me, these two Tamidim's ready. He's greater. So let's give him the bracha in a way that they're going to need Rav Shemayachai to tell over the bracha, which means that Rav Shemayachai will also be giving the bracha to his son. Therefore, they gave him a cryptic message that, re- that necessitated Rav Shemayachai to give over the bracha so that it was a bracha from all three of them and not just from the two of them. Right. So Rav was leaving Rav. So Rav told his son, before Rav Shimon leaves, go get a bracha from Rav Shemayachai to deliver so Amar he said to him, Okay, so what was the bracha Rav Shimon gave the son of Rav? He went to ask for a bracha. He said, you should not um, get embarrassed or embarrass others. Rashi says, Okay, don't embarrass others, lest you become embarrassed. Also, so Rav's son came back to his father. So Rav said to his son, My Amarlach, what bracha, what, what grace of bracha did Shimon give you? Amarlay, he gave me such a good bracha. He gave me general advice. Don't embarrass others so that you won't be embarrassed. Okay, sounds like good practical advice, but why is this a bracha? Amarlay, really? Rav says, You don't think this is a bracha? That is the exact bracha that Akadosh Baruch gave Chai Yisrael. And he taught it. As it says, what is the this is in the Haftar of Shabbat Shubah. That my, my nation will not be embarrassed. So we see that's a bracha that a Kaddish Baruch who gave to Kali Sobidatim. Okay? So we see that don't, don't poo poo this bracha. It's a good bracha. Next, moving on in the Mishnah, we said that a woman is allowed to do any sort of makeup. These are considered, these are the Takshite Nashim that are allowed. Okay? Now, by the way, the Ritva, I just want to speak this out here, that when we talk about Tachshitin, they're considered in the category not of a job, but Avoidas Haguf, like Eichel Nefesh. And therefore, what's the practical difference? Practical difference for Eichel Nefesh, we'll say we don't care about Techei Yisera, is not a problem. We don't care about Maisa um, Oman. So the Rishonim learn here that when we say that a woman's allowed to do makeup, it's considered a Tzorik Guf, like Eichel Nefesh. And therefore, even Techei Yisera would be allowed, or Maisa Oman. Fine. 
So now, what is considered tachshitei nashim, meaning in regards to makeup? Kecheles, that's like an eye makeup. Upaikeses, she parts her hair. Mavir srak alpaneha, that's blush on her face. That it's not blush for her face, but rather for her private areas. The base with Rav Chista, we had a story, the wife of Rav Chista, she was a little bit of an older lady, and yet, comes on Yantif, Mekashta, Right, she in front of her kala and Rashi speaks this out that it's not really her kala. wasn't really, She wasn't with her daughter in law. What we're saying was she, okay, she was old enough to have a daughter in law. So this wasn't when they were newly married. In fact, this was when she already had a daughter in law. So she was already an older lady, and yet she was doing makeup. Imagine this conversation. So Rav Huna is sitting with his friend Rav Chista, and he says, "How could your wife be doing makeup?" This, that you're only allowed to do makeup on Yandif, on Cholmite, that we allow it, is for a young woman. She has to make herself look pretty. She's got to get married. She's got to get a shidduch. Avozakena, loy, not for an old woman. Amaleya lekim. Rav Chisra responds, no way. Afilu imach, even your mother, afilu imach, imach, your grandmother, afilu imedas hapkibra, even if she's ready to walk into the grave. You see those like 95-year-old women that look all, right, fapitzed. Okay? The Amri inish bashisin gbashes. A 60-year-old woman is like a 60-year-old woman like Kaltavla Rahata. There's a certain, uh, there's a certain ha- women have this ability that they, they, they feel good when they put the makeup on or they, when they go ahead and they dress themselves up. So even for the, be- the, the sound of the bells that we see, there's a women have a natural youthful exuberance. Okay. Rabbi Yudaimar like Tosid. So we said, yes, you can do whatever sort of makeup, but you can't do plaster. Why? Rashi said in the Mishnah, because it is mitzvah eres, causes splotches. You're going to be mitzvah on Yantif. It's not a simcha. Now, interesting sugya. Tanya Rabbi Huda Eimer. Ishalei Tosud. You shouldn't use plaster. Venetian Nivelula. It's Menavel her. Right? Again, it's mitzvah eres. It's going to make her look red and splotchy. Eventually, it'll make her skin look good. But in the meantime, in the beginning time, it's going to make herself. It's going to make herself look splotchy. Shafal people have a good story at the end too. So if you stick around, I know it's long, but if you have a good story, we'll have a couple lines. We'll have a good story. Shafal Bisha Even though mitzira he achshav. Okay, so we said, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Umay the Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda will agree. So Rabbi Yehuda said you can't use Sid. By the way, the Mepharshim explained this, that the Rabbanon don't really argue on this, that if it's Mitzvah if you're not going to have anything good out of it, it's going to be a problem. Okay, but Umay the Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds, however, even though he says you're not allowed to use Sid, that if, if it's, let's say, a treatment that will restore on Yontif, so yeah, it'll be splotchy for a day or two, but then, but some point throughout Yantif, she's going to get the benefit of this treatment. So, if you could peel it off a mayid, then you could use even though it starts as painful, and you can't have pain on Yantif. We see it's a simcha la'acharzman, and we'll see the logic here in a second. Okay? Now, does Rabbi Yehuda, what we're basically saying, we're saying is like this, that you're going to, even though it's tzara at the beginning, if it ends up as a simcha, you're going to be okay. Does Rabbi Yehuda subscribe to that svara? Well, Tanan, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, that you are allowed to get payment back from a guy on Yantif. On, on, meaning, sorry, not on Yantif, on from a kusi, on their Yantif. So you can make a kusi go ahead and pay you, even though it's their yontif, it's a, it's a holiday for them, for Avayda Zara, you can go ahead and make them pay you back because it's a tsar. So again, we can't make a, a, a guy be happy for Avayda Zara and his yontif, but them paying you back is a tsar. Omrullah, the Chacham said, one second, so even though you're right, 
Nobody likes to part with their money, but there's a certain sense of relief they have when they paid off the loan. So So we see the Rabbanon went ahead and argued on Rabbi Yehuda. So we see the Rabbi Yehuda doesn't subscribe. The Rabbanon held that it's something that starts as a tsar but ends as a, as a relief is a simcha, it's begether simcha, and you're not allowed to be, cause them to have simcha on their yontif. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't subscribe to that. So why, why are we allowing, according to Rabbi Yehuda, to do the Sid treatment regimen even if it's a tzara at the beginning, it'll be a simcha afterwards. We'll be calling that a simcha. It's not a simcha. So Amr Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Hanakla Alachos Moyed to Kulu Meitzar Achshav Smech Achers Maninu. He says no, you can't compare these two things. When you talk about Moyed, what's the prototypical thing you're allowed to do on Yantif? Cook food. Guess what? Nobody likes cooking food. It stinks. It's painful. But they like having a nice suda. So we see that the way that we the, the way that we allowed the nefesh, the way we allow malacha on yantif is that this begeder tzara at the beginning for the simcha at the end. So we see this is not we're not going to compare it to other things. This is a yantif din, and even Rabbi Yehuda is going to agree when it comes to yantif. Ravina Amar, Ravina says another reason why it's not a kasha, not using that tzara, but he says kusi linyan proyan loila meitzar that when a guy pays back, as I understand, some people when they pay back. Right, a Jew paying back a Jew, he's not going to be happy paying the money, but he knows he's got to pay it anyway, so Lamaisa is going to feel relieved that he paid it back. But a guy always thinks that paying back a Jew is optional. Nobody's looking, I could just kill him, or I don't pay it back, right? Maybe the debt will get canceled, right? So therefore, the guy thinks it's always optional. He was never really prepared. He doesn't feel any relief by paying off the Jew, because he, he always felt it was optional. So now we want, just want to see, when do we use this Sid? That if you had a girl that starts showing here, but yet she's too young, so it looks unsightly. The woman's already older and she has hair. Okay, fine. Doesn't bother anybody. But she's got to get her married off. She starts showing hair at a very, very young age. Nobody's going to want to marry her. It looks weird. So, so poor people, so how do you remove the hair? You use Sid plaster. Hashiris, the more wealthy people, right? So like we saw, Sid is mitzayeris. It works, it's effective, but it's painful. The Ashira is Teflon Asun Besoilas. They use Soilas. It's a more gentler treatment. Benois Melachim, they use Beshemen Hamar. They use Shemen Hamar. Shenemar. As the Pasuk says, Shisha Chadashim by Esther. Well, how did she pamper herself and prepare herself for Achashvev? Shisha Chadashim Beshemen Hamar. Or all the women, really. My Shemen Hamar. Now, what is Shemen Hamar? Revuhun Machina. Revuhun Machia. Amar Satachas. Shemen Hamar is what we refer to the elixir called Satachas. By the way, it is Shemen Zayish. You want to know how, what, what, what this is, why it's so special? Shemen Zayish, Shalei Hevi Shlish. It's Shemen Zayish that didn't even ripen a third, very, prepared in a very specific way. It's a certain type of oil. Tiny River Yehuda Aimer, and Piknoin. So he says this is called Ampiknon, Shemen Zayish, Shalei Hevi Shlish. That this type of oil of Shalei Hevi Shlish is called Ampiknon. Again, why do we use this? We see, Benoist Malachim use it. Why? We have a good story coming up two lines. Because it removes the hair, but also so it's dual purpose. It's so gentle that it removes the hair in the most gentlest possible way, but it also is a moisturizer. Now, Rebebe, Havale Barta, so Rebebe had a daughter and she was very hairy. Tafla Aver Aver, so he plastered her limb by limb with Sid. Very poor as well. We'll see. They were beer drinkers. They were poor. Shakal badal and meyazuze. And this treatment with plaster was so effective that she, he got a dowry for her of 400 zuz. Haba hukusi bishivuhuse. There was a guy in the neighborhood. Davila Barta. Also had a daughter that had, right? He wanted, a, I also want to get 400 zuz. So what did he do? Tafla bachad zimna. He put, dunked her in a sid bath all at one time. Okay? In a plaster bath. And guess what happened? Umesa, she died. Omar, he went around shrying 
Katla Bebe Labarte. Bebe killed my daughter. I followed his treatment advice and it didn't work. Now, Amr Abnachim, Bebe, the Shasi Shechra, they were beer drinkers. Like we'll see, beer drinkers were poor. Wine drinkers were rich. So they were poor. They drank beer. And guess what it caused? Bayan Bansi Tafla. Because they were beer drinking people, it caused their daughters to grow hair. So they needed the Sid. Okay? And Rashi explains that the beer drinking causes here, but it also causes a certain thickness to the skin. So they were able to withstand this treatment. However, we are fine to mention, and we don't drink beer. Okay, we, we're wine drinkers. So we do not need this, this sid. We don't need this plaster treatment to remove the hair. Okay, it's very late. I'll send out the notes, but... Uh,